Hello and welcome to episode 530 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. We would like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything you need for eventing at bitofbritain.com. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, coming to you this week from North Chaley in England. And I'm Paul Tapner, coming to you this week from Wiltshire in England. This week on the show, we are joined by English event writer Sarah Bullimore. We are also joined by American event writer Tammy Smith. So, Paul, it is that time of year where things are so, so busy. The, the autumn eventing season is in full swing. It's Bucolo this week. And next week, it's the Lyon d'Angers for the Young Horse World Championships. There is Fair Hill is coming up in the United States for the American Eventing Championship. There's so much going on. Well, we have a very packed show. So we are going to get straight to our exciting guests right after these messages from our sponsors, Bit of Britain. I'm Molly Rosen, and I'm here to tell you about my non-finer, superior brushing boot. These have a really nice cotton on the inside that's very helpful for horses that are allergic to neoprene. I actually currently have two in my barn, so we've been using a lot of this uh, non-finer, superior brushing boot, which has been great because they hold up really well. Toss them in the washing machine, hang them up to dry, or even uh, just brush them out the inside. These things have a double closure. Touch this strap, this strap, and then close them over. So if you're riding cross-country and the horse rubs up against something, they don't come off uh, too easily. This non-finer superior Russian boots held up really well for me, and I hope it does the same for you. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show, it's English eventing superstar Sarah Bullimore. Sarah, welcome to the Eventing Radio Show. Thank you very much. Very good now, to talk to you. Oh, it's always good to talk to you, Sarah, and especially when you are on your winning ways, uh, because uh, <laughs> you've been doing a little bit of that recently. We've uh, a couple of weeks ago had the Osberton British National Young Horse Championships, and uh, you had a few horses there. How many horses did you have there? Uh, well, I had two seven-year-olds uh, and a little five-year-old. There you go. So uh, the, the the championships, I believe, is uh, they have four-year-old classes, five-year-old classes, six-year-old classes, and seven-year-old. The seven-year-olds are at two-star, six-year-olds at one-star, uh, five-year-olds. What do they What do they do? They must do a pre-novice or something. Or what do we call that these days? They the one hundred. Well, it's, I think it's novice a novice dressage and um, show jumping is. I'm not sure if it's full up novice or. It'd be nearly novice, um, yeah. It'd be pretty yeah, close, nearly novice, say. and uh, and then pre novice cross country. A pre novice oh, country. Sorry, one hundred. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, we're, we're showing our age there, Sarah, calling it pre-novices <laughs> instead of a BE100 height or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a bit of a mixture being a championship for the uh, the five-year-olds there. So uh, yeah. a great weekend. Um, did they did all, all of them win? Oh, well, not quite. They can't all win. Um, but no, it was, it was close. Uh, I chuffed a bit with all of them, actually. The, the five-year-old... Well, unfortunately, the, the judges in the dressage couldn't quite see eye to eye, and and we were actually twelve marks twelve marks apart. Um, but jumped a beautiful double clear, and we thought she went really well, and and were chuffed a bit. So really, really happy with her. Um, and then the seven year olds were amazing, and 
I have a yeah a, a mare and a gelding, and they were actually in first and second after after dressage, and um, yeah, it was just, the mare had a very unlucky pole show jumping, which uh, just dropped her dropped her to six after uh, after show jumping, well, and cross country. So, um, but yeah, all in all, that was it was a yeah really good weekend. So, Sarah, what what I really like is, um, especially your young horse that won the seven year old championship is a homebred horse, isn't it? And um, were were they all homebred? I I love that you've got this sort of great crew of horses coming up. I think most of them are uh, are by your fabulous mare Lily Corin. Um, but I I would love to know more about it. Can you just fill us in a bit more? Yes. So the the seven year old Coraway is her firstborn. And he's by Baloo de Rue, and he's he's awesome. He's quite well. To be fair, they're all quite similar to her. They'd all have her sort of dominant nature, but in a in a nice way. They all want to come out and do a job, and you know, and get on with it. Um, and the yeah, the five year old is the the second one we've bred, and she's actually a Royal Dick. Um, and yeah, so she'd actually be very similar to the mare to, to ride and, and do. But um no, Touchwood so far we've been so lucky and they've they're all lovely. And I mean that must be really exciting for you to sort of have all these coming up. Do you have many more foals on the ground at home? Are you sort of still heavily breeding? I know sadly your your wonderful mare is is probably not going to compete again. So you must be sort of really trying to get as many fantastic foals from her as you can. Well, yes, sadly, she um, had a career-ending injury back in, in May at Chatsworth. Um, but, yeah, she's she's well and at home and um, sort of taking to her new role in retirement. And hopefully next year we will be able to actually put her in full. Um, we, we sadly, we did a, another embryo transfer from her this year and it was a perfect embryo and real good strong one they you know it's a grade one embryo whatever that means and they put it into the surrogate and all was good and the scans were amazing and um had a heartbeat scan at day 35 and uh, we were about to go and pick the mare up and then day 42 they lost the heartbeat so that was a bit sad so yeah unfortunately we won't have one for next next year but um, yeah, at least Lily, Lily herself will be able to carry um, her own. So, but yeah, we've we've currently got six on the ground. Um, oh, wow. that's that's um, that's very impressive, uh, Sarah. So, by the marvels of modern technology, um, not only are you using artificial insemination, but you're using embryo transfer. So, um, uh, the the six that you say you've got on the ground are all from the same mare, Lily Corinne. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And have all, have all of those six been embryo transfers? Or because, you know, gone are the days where a, a top-class competing mare would, like you say, either have a career-ending injury or, or end their career early or perhaps have a year off to have a foal or perhaps sometimes have some foals very early in their, their age before they start eventing. So there was lots of different ways of trying to combine brood mares and and competition mares, but now with the, with all of the modern technology, it's it's maybe not easier, but uh, certainly possible. So just talk our listeners through how that's worked with those those six foals so far. Well, it's, I mean, it's amazing amazing what can be done these days. Um, but yeah, she was she was six 
when we put her in for the first time and literally she is inseminated and you know this the normal normal procedure and literally they it's normally eight or eight nine days they flush them and then and it's literally like putting it through a sieve and it literally would look like a, a dot of um dust you know speck of dust hmm. um on the uh sort of in the little little sieve um and then yes that's that's um, then imported, uh, sorry, um, inseminated into the um, recipient, um, sorry, from the recipient into the surrogate. And um, then hopefully that that takes and then they would carry it as a normal pregnancy. So have all six been through that process? All six. So and yeah, and, and ha- over how many to... years or how many cycles has that, that taken? Well... Um, we've actually been been very lucky with it. So we did um, the first one, as I say, when she was a six-year-old, um, and she went off, and um, they did a um, yeah did a cycle and, and managed to get an embryo f- uh, from for him. Then we didn't do one the following year, and then uh, the year after. Literally, she'd competed at, um, I think it was Barbary, and we dropped her off uh, on the on the way home. And literally, she was scanned that evening and inseminated the next day. We had PG'd her um, before to bring her into uh, the previous week to bring her into season. So we just got the timing absolutely perfect and we were really, really lucky. So yeah, she was actually inseminated the next day, basically then flushed the following following week. I picked her up and, and took her home. So she literally missed like eight, nine days of work. So that's um, that's fascinating that you're, you know, in all of those six foals, she realistically hasn't missed any competition to be able no. to produce that many foals in her career. Uh, no, I mean, that is, is, is I mean, truly marvellous. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it is incredible. And I mean, literally, we've, we then sort of were timing it. She'd do, a, do her spring three day and then um, she'd go when she was having a few weeks sort of break or, or easy. Um, you know, she'd go and go and have her um, little AI um, <laughs> AI time, um, and yeah, then come home and and be back into work again. I mean, we we had tried. Uh, we think one year it was particularly hot, and and apparently sometimes it doesn't always always take. And we had a, a couple that it it hadn't worked, um, and so we we. We've actually got a four-year-old that was a really late foal, um, but um, yeah, it's we we have been very lucky with it. Um, so, we've actually got twins as well. Oh which, wow! Um, yeah, so that's that's quite cool. They're they're only two at the moment, um, but obviously they were they were put into separate mares. Okay, I was going to ask you that because I I've actually got a mare who herself was in full and um they terminated one of the twins um okay yeah and um she actually has had the full now and the full is a good few months old but um at the time they said oh it's twin she's in ireland and they said we need to terminate one because there's twins and i didn't even think i guess that's that's what they do over there but um i was going to say i've only recently sort of gotten 
into this and I have a I have a lovely lovely mare called Elorona that has been sort of plagued with injuries on and off and she's just not the soundest horse but it sounds like you know I want to say to our listeners it sounds like you've had really good luck with your embryo transfer and um I've I've actually done uh, tried to get quite a few off of her and I've I've only had one that has actually successfully been born it's she's a beautiful filly a few months old now um in Ireland but um it's it's actually been a really big struggle and you sort of think when you head into this you think brilliant you know embryo transfer I'll yeah. send my horse off and they're having a bit of time off and I've had some where the embryo took, but then it didn't, didn't, you know, it was a successful flushing, but then didn't take in the surrogate. And then I've had some where there was nothing in the flushing, others that were great. And then maybe it went wrong later or, you know, and some that have worked out, but it, it isn't as sort of simple, I think, as you want it to be, is it? Like no, in, in my head, I was like, weeks. excellent, <laughs> you know, but. Exactly. I mean, it's like with, with the five-year-old, I mean, literally it, it was, Perfect. She was literally away for nine days. We got an embryo that took, got a lovely foal the following year. You know, that was just amazing. I was like, wow, she's only taken nine days out of her career. You know, amazing. Um, Yeah, it doesn't always work like that. Um, And yeah, we have had some where, yeah, they've been flushed and there's nothing there. Um, We did actually have one um, two years back where she was flushed and they found nothing. And we went back for um another go and the vet was just scanning and he said oh my god you won't believe this she's in full <laughs> I said, oh my god and actually she was just about to go to someone like a uh, heartbreed cic three star or somewhere like that was literally oh, wow. a week um and uh, he said, oh, you know, what, what do you want to do? And it's like, oh, she, you know, she was right in the middle of her, basically her career as such. And, yeah, heading off to a three-day that spring and, you know, the following year, it was all looking. He's, he's like, you know, are you sure you don't want her to have a phone? It's like, she can't. She just can't. <laughs> like, can't you flush it now? And it's like, no, it's too old. You know, it's too, oh, once it passes that sort of nine days, it's too it's too big to, to flush. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a real sort of disappointment. And obviously, um, you know, and sometimes the sort of, they, um, might not ovulate at the right time or the, the particular egg that they're thinking is ovulating may, may ovulate and not take, but they can double ovulate. So like with our twins, rather than having a split, um, a split cell, so they're not identical. It was it was a double ovulation, but obviously oh, both eggs um, fertilized. And so yeah, so we we have had. Um, I think it was with the four year old. There were actually two that year, but one didn't take in the other mare. So right. um, for one one reason and another, but um, yeah, he you know it's not it's not always as straightforward, and, and I know. <laughs> Um, you know, there's, uh, I think it's um, Flora's, Flora's lovely mare that had a, an injury a few years back and basically had three years off and she was, um, they said, oh, she'd never compete again. And uh, so they tried to breed from her and absolutely couldn't get her in, in foal. And, and actually, I think she, she now, um, luckily, has, has come back yeah, amazing. And, uh, She's back competing successfully, then, but, um, isn't she, at three-star, yeah, which is yeah. incredible. So yeah, there is I some mean, hope there amazing. still. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, going back to um, your your lovely horse that won the seven-year-old championships and, um, you know, it must be very emotional for you to know that you've you've bred that foal and you've probably seen him from from the minute he was born and and now you've won the seven-year-old championship. And, and what is next for him? Am I correct that he went to Le Leon last year for the six-year-olds and now he'll go for the seven-year-olds? Yes, that's. That is correct. Yes, um, yeah, he went went last year as a six year old, and um, actually had a really unlucky pole, cost him third place. Um, he just was being a bit. He is quite precocious, and uh, <laughs> he was playing about in the show jumping, and had decided it was a little bit too small for him, um, and was just playing the full, and had a had a fence which was really, really quite rare for him. Um, so I was a little bit like that was a great place to do it, not. Um, but no, bless him. He he actually was joint joint fifth, um, and um, yeah. But uh, he was always slightly sort of like, oh yeah, we could have been third. Um, but no, he he is amazing. He may be only tiny, but um, small he but doesn't mighty. realise he's small. He's he's ready to go back and make amends this year. So there were, our sport is a sport of if onlys and what ifs and all of those oh, things. And we we as riders try not to play that game too often because it just is too depressing. But so this year, uh, do you feel you're going in with a better horse? I mean, I know you rated the horse last year and you came, you know, fifth, almost third. So, you know, you were very competitive in what is one of the most competitive classes in the world, both both the six-year-old class and the seven-year-old class at the Leon D'Angelo in the World Horse Championships. It is the World Championship, so it is going to be competitive. It's got the world's best horses and the world's best riders there. You're going back on a horse that's already proven he can be competitive, proven that he's in form by winning. What's what's the future hold at the Leon? You, you're on the team. You're going. What are you, what are you going to do? You're going to you know leave all those rails up, rails up this time? Well, I should hope so. I should hope so. I mean, you know, it's horses, isn't it? And he still is only a only a seven year old. He is unreal. He's got everything. Um, you know, he can move. He can jump. He can gallop. And it it's just he's got to put it all together at one event, hasn't he? And and uh, yeah, you, it slightly makes you nervous when you've actually just had a good win because then <laughs> you kind of think, well, I hope I haven't you've used, used your win up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I seem to remember having the same conversation with myself and my owners last year at the six-year-old yeah. championships <laughs> going in on my six-year-old horse that was uh, like I thought was going to win as well. And and I had uh, an unlucky uh, unlucky hmm, error of course for the dressage, yeah. which would be totally sure mine, which cost me the win. Tappers. I know, I'm just, you know, talking myself up or something of the kind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I say, it's a sport of if onlys. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally get what you're talking about there. We certainly hope that you haven't used all your wins up and you're going to go and uh, not only be the British national champion for seven-year-olds, but can be the world champion for seven-year-olds. That would be something special. That would be quite amazing. And, uh, yeah, to to do it on a on a homebred horse is even even more special. You know, it would be, that would be, yeah, that would be amazing. So, Hopefully, I mean, you know, he does feel great and he is a great little horse. You know, I'm really lucky to be riding him and, you know, even more lucky to have actually bred him. So we will we will see what happens, but hopefully he'll be um, 
putting his best foot forward. <laughs> well, I, I, I hear you. I've got a six-year-old and a seven-year-old going this year, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, so we look forward to seeing you out there in France at Le Lyon next week, which is just a wonderful event. I think it will also be live stream most likely. So we do encourage people to watch whatever is possible or follow updates. Um, and Sarah, thank you very much for being on the eventing radio show. And I'm um, talking us through a little bit more about um, your your breeding um I'm not sure how I'd say it, your, your expedition into breeding, because it really is just an incredible yeah. process these days with, with new technology. Um, and, you know, we're real amateurs with it, and it's kind of like, well, what do we do now? And, and uh, <laughs> you know, But, um, yeah, it's, it's been really fun to do. And actually, when you've got such a lovely mare as, as Lily, you know, breeding is a lottery. And what is, what's the saying? Is it uh, fools breed for wise men to buy or something? And I think <laughs> well, there you go. That's, a, that's uh, certainly uh, a quote to live by. But um, <laughs> yeah, as, as an amateur breeding, you seem to, amateur breeder, you seem to have uh, nailed it pretty well there. So uh, it's been fascinating hearing all about your antics uh, in that respect. And our listeners will be keen to follow your progress. So sell yourself to out to the world. How can they follow your progress and, and all of these wonderful horses that are coming through? You're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're on Snapchat, you're on Facebook. You know, I'm Facebook, sure you've yeah. got absolutely not only everything, don't you? Yeah, all of that and the Bullimore eventing website. Um, so, yeah, it's all it's all out there. The Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. Joining us now on the eventing radio show, it is American superstar eventer Tammy Smith, who is joining us from my favorite event in the world. It is the Bucalo CCI three star. Tammy, how are you? I'm great. I'm I'm doing great. You, you liar! Finally, you <laughs> woke me up from my. Liar. I can't oh. I am not having that and this is staying in. We are not editing this out. You cannot come on on a Wednesday night after a Tuesday night welcome party at Booklo and tell our listeners you are feeling great. Now come on. Uh, we're going to rewind that. Uh, Liz, ask the question again. Yeah. And Tammy, I want an honest answer from you. So, Tammy, how are you feeling? Ah, hungover. <laughs> there we go. Now we there we go. Response. That's better. I feel like I got Sorry. beat to death. <laughs> So for Sorry. our listeners that, that don't know about this, the, the Tuesday night party at Booklow is very famous. And um, I promised to not sulk too much that I was meant to be at my eighth Booklow joining everybody, but I'm not because my horse whacked himself in the field. But I know what that party is like. And, uh, do you know, the main thing it's all about, it's in a tiny little scuzzy sort of shed thing. And there is plenty of alcohol and there are DJs there and everybody gets on the tables and goes crazy and swings from the rafters and 
all kinds of stuff happens. And if you don't wake up the next day in your lorry with a headache and a few bruises and wondering what you've done with your phone and, and maybe your watch and, and your wallet, then you haven't Close. really done it right. <laughs> Am I right? Pretty much sums it up right there. <laughs> exactly. But okay, get it, so getting on, no, getting away I from that. Interrupt. I want to know. No, no, we're not getting on from that. Well, I want to know more about the Tuesday night party. This is the only reason every single time. I'm was, angry that I wasn't there. Ah, uh, well, you can be angry. You just, you know, turn your ears off for a minute. I want to know. Of all of those things, you know, you, did you lose your clothes? Did you lose your phone? Did you lose your? Uh, never mind. Um. So, you know, <laughs> what, 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 what lager injuries have you sustained from the Tuesday night? welcome party uh i definitely have a few bruises um my left knee isn't feeling too hot i'm not really sure why so um <laughs> sounds like you did there it, right. it is there it is <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i couldn't tell you what why that is but um but it was it was pretty wild um i haven't been here since 2016 and the venue has completely changed so, um, we are in, the party is now in this like fancy tent by the, by the stables. Um, a fancy and tent. that's upgraded from last year then. Up in the world, yeah. A fancy tent. It it's was like not white. fancy last year. It's white and it has windows in it and no holes. And, oh my gosh. uh, oh yeah. And the bar was on point. The DJs were unbelievable. We had, silly string and like foam neon light sticks flying around and I'm even more um, <laughs> yeah I mean I did, I did see it's like being in the twilight zone actually twilight it's, zone. it's a bit like being on the twilight zone because until I mean I was just saying to a friend of mine there's like all these older-ish people partying like they're 20 yeah <laughs> That's the most politically and correct all of the really ever. young people are all the grooms typically <laughs> so i'm like you don't even really get good at riding until you're old and so but, and then you're at this you're at bucalo in this party like partying like you're 20 and um we're Feeling all on like tables and, the next day yeah <laughs> <laughs> more like you're 60 uh, <laughs> Oh, me. Well, you know, we are elite level athletes, even though we might be feeling 60 years old the day after a, uh, a Bukalo <laughs> welcome party. It has, Bukalo has the most amazing feeling to it because it's like the end of school party, isn't it? It's the end of term party. You know, the eventing season is drawing to a close, but it's still a really intense period of time in eventing at the moment with Bukalo, Lilian D'Angers, with, with Poe and, and, Osbiton and all these events on the and Stregham's on at the moment as well. All these uh, amazing events in the European circuit are very, very intense. Everybody's really busy and cramming it in at the last minute. But Bukalo always has the most amazing end of term party to kick it off, uh, and it happens on the Tuesday night. So it's you've got a day of recovery today into the serious business tomorrow, into the actual competition, and aside from the parties. Bukalo is a really hotly contested um, competition. There, you know, every nationality there. Um, presumably, you've trotted up this afternoon, dragged your, you know, sorry self out of bed and did some some jogging, as you guys call it, um, uh, which passed all good, and you're and you're ready to rock and roll into some serious competition now. Yeah, for sure. 
So, um, tell me, I had a, I had a little dig around, Tammy, and I looked up, and it looks like both you and Doug are going on Friday. You kick things off at around eleven o'clock on Friday. Are you planning to sit down and watch a lot of dressage tomorrow? Get a feel for the new venue, which was new last year as well, and it, it is excellent. I have to say, very big atmosphere, but but really fabulous. Um, I, I, presumably, you've walked the course. I understand they've swapped it around. Um, which I, I think will make the course a little bit friendlier, but you can tell me what you think. And, and of course, the weather is, is beautiful now, isn't it? Like, I can't believe oh it. Gosh. Last year, it rained every single day. <laughs> like, the whole venue is underwater. And, of course, it's gorgeous weather. And I'm, I'm just getting grumpier that I'm not there. I'm just, yeah, I'm going to pass it over. <laughs> the, the weather is absolutely beautiful. It feels like California, actually. Um, Chris, crisp cold weather in the in the fall and um the sun's out and i've been on the east coast where it's like 90 degrees uh 100 percent humidity and so um my mare is feeling very (laughs) very fresh and alive um but they it's it's so impressive the way the venue looks um the ring is spectacular it's so nice to be on a surface um i'm super excited about that and the um cross country is really awesome like there's definitely a lot to do with the the skinnies and the technical you know sharp corners and stuff but um switching around i i was here two times before and you just always saw there was a turn that you just weren't sure how your horse was going to read it. And I don't, I feel like the horses are going to read the track really well. Um, you know, it makes you feel like you kind of wished it was raining. I hate to say that, but you know, the, the rain definitely pulls in a, another element to the cross country. And, um, I, you know, I think it always makes it harder, but, um, but the, the track looks really super i mean that the design and the and the questions and and all that it um my mare is um uh, really bold and likes to gallop and you know the kind of the bigger the track is the better she is and so i wasn't certain you know how how she handle bucolo and obviously i still am not cuz she's young she's only 9 so um but I, I feel like the track actually suits her quite well. So I'm I'm looking forward to Saturday. And so you should be. And now um, it's fantastic to hear you speak so highly of the cross-country course because the cross-country course at Booklow is very unique. Um, firstly, because it goes through something like 30 to 50 or something ridiculous amount of different um, landowners. You know, it is run over the huge number of small farmlets or small holdings. So um, it's it's fantastic that you're so uh, praising of it. But not only is it so unique in, in that respect, but I do believe that Sue Benson, the course designer, has been a course designer there for a, a vast number of years. I don't know how many years, but I believe that this is her last year. So um, I would really hope that Sue goes out on a fantastic note because she has um, been a designer there for so long, and that's it's going to be painful for her to to, to be um, leaving that. But you know, to hear you speak fantastically of it, it, it is I'm very happy that 
everybody thinks that uh well certainly yourself thinks that it's it's a good course now you said something really interesting there and i just want to ask you uh, to elaborate a little bit on it you said that you sort of wish it it's going to rain uh, and explain to me a, a little bit more about that why why do you want you know you want it to be more difficult or, or i don't really understand why you why you say that well for sure i mean I, I think when you when you go to Bukalo, you know that there's going to be horses here that are very good in the dressage and very good show jumpers. And the cross country, um, you know, I wouldn't say that you'd like to say it's a dressage show or, you know, or anything because you still have difficulty in the cross country. But the way that the cross country is, because everything just looks very readable and... Um, I, I don't want to say it's not difficult because the questions are, you know, there's a corner line that's tough and there's a um, a couple things that, you know, on a green horse, you're not quite sure what they're going to think. But um, it just it just looks like it's going to ride much better than I've seen in years past. So and, and I was here in 2011. And 2016, and so the, there was always that freaking combination at I think and it seven. was six ABC <laughs> yeah. or seven ABC yeah. that you were like, if I can get through that, then I'm alive. Yeah. And in the, in the woods, yeah, 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 like, and we don't have anything like that this year. And so oh, wow. then you just wonder, I mean, is is everybody gonna, because you know, that's what we've been working on, like blind turns around a tree with, you yeah. know, a clown <laughs> popping out yeah. at it in hopes that your horse ready, still ready focuses. The well, fence I, think, six, um, seven fence. I think last year, that combination, it was fence eight last year, I believe, took out nearly half the field with, with yeah. runouts. And, um, you know, and I've actually ridden Bukalo um, both directions. I have ridden it the way that you're oh, doing, okay. not, not for a lot of years, but I have been there been there a lot and um certainly from my standpoint it always rode a nicer track going the opposite way which made me even more grumpy that I wasn't there <laughs> but um I yeah. did think maybe they were going to flip it this year because it hasn't been turned around for quite a long time so uh, certainly from my standpoint it does ride with a nicer flow there is uh, the horses get more of a chance to get involved in the course and instead of being thrown into the woods after a bunch of big galloping fences so um but, you know, as you know, it's it's very hard to make the time at Bukalo, and I think there will be that yeah. element of cross-country. It always is a challenging cross-country course. So um, hopefully the competition will still be exciting and, and as as tough as I'm sure you all have expected it to be and, and are ready for. And um, just, just tell us a little bit about why you're actually there with your mare. It wasn't off your own back. Um, you have received a grant from the USCF, and um, that's it's a very great thing that the USCF does to help send over accomplished athletes like yourself, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was like so grateful to be able to, you know, receive that grant um, on from benefit from Jacqueline uh, Mars and the USAP Foundation, and um, you know, it was it was to come over here and compete on a Nations Cup team and. Um, just get more experience with that since I haven't uh, competed on a, you know, worlds or, or Olympic team yet. Um, but, you know, and so it's so bu such a bummer. I think there was, you know, originally like six or seven Americans kind of planning on coming over to Bukalo and, and then it's the, 
you know, last too, but because just stuff happens and horses, yeah. and I, you can't ever plan, but, um, super grateful to have the, receive the grant to be able to make it over. Cause as you know, the flights aren't cheap and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just very grateful for it. Indeed, it's a fantastic opportunity that you guys are afforded to be able to do such things. And um, you mentioned that you have done Bookalow before. Uh, how many other European events have you done or UK or internationally traveling? I mean, is it is it something that uh, you are becoming more accustomed to? Yeah, I mean, once you do it once, you, you know, you kind of figure, it, figure out all the quirkiness of it because it is logistically quite kind of a a bit of a undertaking the first time you do it, but I came over in 2016, um, for three months and stayed. And so I got to compete at Blenheim and Bukalo and went to Gatcom and did a few horse trials. Um, and, and did Leon actually, um, Leon with my mare that I have here. Um, so it's, um, you know, once you've, you, you've once done you the whole circuit, the then. That, yeah, you've done, yeah, done quite a yeah, lot of events circuit. <laughs> <laughs> Lots so, of circuits. But 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 this I mean, time it's actually, is just Bukalo, or you you're doing the same. Yeah, sort of no, thing? I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna do Bukalo, um, and then fly straight away home because I have horses at home that I'm gonna end up taking to uh, our national championship, which is the CCI Three Star at Fair Hill um, on the East Coast, and then I go down to the Jockey Club in Ocala, which I'm looking forward to. Indeed. Uh, so uh, a, a hectic jet-setting eventing lifestyle for yourself uh, and your ponies. So it's a, a fantastic uh, time of year for you. Um, how can our listeners follow all of that progress? Are you on Twitter? You're on Instagram. Which is your favorite way of communicating to the world? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at T Smith Eventing, um, and that's linked to my Facebook, which is I think Tammy Smith. Um, yeah, it's it's um it's been definitely a a jet setting. <laughs> I mean, it's actually harder for me to get to the East Coast than it is for me to get to Bukalo. <laughs> Bukalo, you just sit in a plane for a couple of hours. Much exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Somebody else takes care of it. Uh, takes oh. care of it all. Well, uh, that's fantastic. Thank you for coming on and, and making us very jealous that uh, Liz and I, at <laughs> once this year, have missed out on the Tuesday night Bukalo party. Um, and we uh, are with you that we hope that the cross country course is very influential. This time at Booklow, Liz and I will be watching on the live stream. All of our listeners will be cheering for you, and we will be sending you messages on Facebook and Instagram to uh, go out there and nail it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Eventing Radio Show, presented by Eventing Riders Association of North America. You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. You can, of course, find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. You can also follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search for The Eventing Radio Show and, of course, on Twitter at Eventing Radio. You can listen to Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, 
on Twitter at Liz Halliday, on Instagram, Liz Halliday Sharp, and of course, on our website, hseventing.com. And I've been Tappers in your ears, and you can follow me on Instagram, Tapner Eventing, on Facebook, Tapner Eventing Team, and I'm on Twitter at Tapner Eventing. And of course, there's a website, tapnereventing.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.